to the teaching ministry of Pastor Debbie Everly. Get ready to be empowered through the understanding of God's Word. Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. This is the scripture, our key scripture for this class. My son, in the Amplified, attend to my words, consent and submit to my sayings. Let them not depart from your sight. Keep them in the uh, center of your heart for they are life to those who find them healing and health to all their flesh. So the life of God is working in us as we're hearing the word of God. And, and every service that you sit in, every CD that you listen to, and just during the day as you're uh, just speaking the word of God, believe that his life is working in you. Amen. Amen. Don't ever uh, let there be idle time that you're hearing the word of God or that you're speaking the word of God that, that you don't believe the life of God is working in you. Amen. Well, Pastor Debbie, I, I just feel condemned and I've done this wrong. Remember what we've been taught? Yeah. Our, our, you, you've taken Jesus as your Lord and Savior. In other words, you believed on his name, right? Yes. Okay. Are you walking in love? Amen. All right. Are you being obedient to the plan of God? Yes. Well, if you're not, then just repent and get it right. Amen. You know, but I don't really know what the plan is. Well, just repent and say, Lord, I, I want to know your plan and go toward it. And, and he's merciful. All right. So in that respect, God isn't over uh, up in heaven with the whip, cracking the whip, uh, but he's a merciful God. He's a loving God. And uh, so if it, just get these things in First John uh, chapter three there, just get these things right. It's simple, easy. Keep it simple. Don't allow shame. Don't allow condemnation. And then this is a message that if you just lay down the shame, if you lay down uh, just treating yourself like you're not forgiven and that that takes faith to know that you're forgiven Uh, then you can receive the pure word of god and healing can work in you and this is the message you want to hear so uh, i want you to go to joshua 1 8 joshua 1 8 and i'll be reading these in the new king james version as you go there let me read the rest of verse 23 in Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. I read through 22. Keep and guard your heart with all vigilance above, and above all guard, for it, out of it are the issues of life. I'll get that out. Out of it are the issues of life. So we know the life of God's working in us. Now, we need to understand uh, more about this meditation process and what the word in the Bible meditation means. Um, it means to mutter, to speak, to mull over the word, to constantly look at it. And that's what they did. In Joshua 1.8, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night uh, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. So we're not to look at the word of God uh, like, well, Lord, I just have to look at it or you're going to strike me down. But we're to look at it that uh, as we meditate on it, it works life in us. Amen. Amen. It's a good thing. Uh, Let's look at it in a positive, not in a negative light. The word of God works life in us. And we're not trying to get healed. We're just allowing life that's already inside of us to rise up and minister to us as what? We hear the word of God. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And as we hear the word of God, oh, well, uh, if I took Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and, and he's already paid the price for healing, and the life of God works in me, well, I just access that life. And, and by faith, I take the life that already uh, is inside of me. 
Amen. Well, what about the corporate anointing? Well, you can take that too. Praise the Lord. It's all the same life. It's all the same Holy Spirit. What I'm trying to say to you, though, you don't have to ask and try to get it out here. Because Jesus lives inside Amen. of you and the life of God lives inside of you. Amen. And at any time of your life, uh, you can access the life of God. Amen. I mean, isn't that exciting? You have received the most important gift that you will ever receive in life. And that's Jesus, Amen. the Spirit of Christ, the life of God who lives inside of you. Amen. And you can access whatever you need. When we were redeemed, we were saved from destruction. What do you need? Just access it by faith. So, uh, Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate. That word meditate, again, means to speak, means to imagine, study, mutter, utter, and talk. So we are to constantly talk the word. Why are we supposed to talk the word? Well, I'm glad you asked. You know, scripturally speaking, the primary action to do or to use your faith is what? To speak with your mouth. Well, Pastor Debbie, I've heard this. Well, I'm glad you've heard it. Thanks for coming. Yeah. I'm glad you have arrived. Um, some of you, I know it's not working for you. That's amen. And besides that, we need to constantly be hearing it. But, uh, you know, I have to stir myself up. I've been, in, uh, I, I've been uh, a Christian since I was 18 years old, actually before that, but I rededicated my life. I'm gonna get, my mouth is going to wake up any minute now. I rededicated my life at the age of 18. I I'd lived on and on for the Lord, but you understand, I just finally all out committed to him at the age of 18. Uh, scripturally speaking, let's go back to that. The primary action is to speak the word of God. And uh, I think what I was trying to say is in order to, to get saved, we had to speak. We had to confess. It says that in Romans 9 and 10. All right. So speaking is always the primary action that one must start with after they receive God's promises in faith. And we're saved through our confession of faith, and we access everything that salvation has through believing in our heart and saying with our mouth, don't we? Uh, I've mentioned this before. Uh, some of you are new, and we need to keep saying this. In John 14, write this down, John 14, 13, and 14. So in chapter 14, uh, Jesus says, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. Because we're children of God, and we have delegated authority in the name of Jesus through the shed blood, right? Uh, So whatever you ask in my name, in other words, you're my child, so you can ask. That's what delegated authority is. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, that word ask means to ask, call for, or require. So uh, what we do is we call what is already ours. We don't have to necessarily ask for healing. And and we've used the illustration. If somebody gave you uh, the deed to a house five years ago and you didn't know it, um, and you finally find out, do you have to go and say, hey, uh, could could I please have that? It's already yours. It's in your name. You just sign and say, hey. I'm requiring that now. Uh, I'm calling for that right now. Okay? So that's what we're doing. What is already ours, we're signing on the line, say, okay, I receive it by faith, and I call it. And what does that word call it? It means a lot of different things, but one of the things it means is to generate a thing. Now, when we walk in this room, or usher, whoever, came in here, there weren't lights. So they had to turn the switch, and that generated, uh, it, it opened up to where uh, electricity could come through the wire and cause lights. All right. All right? If we had a generator, 
in, that was working, and maybe it was weak, it would kind of spit and sputter the light, right? But uh, we've got full electricity in here now. So what we need to do, don't just spit and sputter your healing. But, con- but, you know, in other words, don't be weak in faith. What do you mean be weak in faith? You're not speaking it. Get the full current going. All right. Yeah, I'm just so weak in faith. That's because that's what you're saying. To get the full current going, all you have to do is it's real simple. Do you want to know? You want to know, Joyce? (laughs) Real simple. Just speak what you believe. Woohoo! Just start saying it. Stop saying, I can't do it. Stop saying, the word's not working for me. Stop saying, well, I've been, I've missed it. No, receive forgiveness and move on. And start saying what God's word says that I am already healed. Jesus already shed his blood for me, his broken body, and I'm healed. I'm whole. So we don't need to ask for something that we already have. Now, there are specific things in God's will and consecration and things like that. that Lord, we ask you for direction and light and understanding. And, you know, if you come and ask God for healing, well, praise the Lord. That's your point of contact. All right. That's what Dad Hagen used to say. But we need to teach people we already have it. And I think it's a little strange. All right. Excuse me. I just think it's a little weird. When we go asking for something that's already ours. I mean, can you tell me? All right, well, that's just me. All right, excuse me. I don't need to ask for it. It's mine. So I'm just going to call for it. I'm going to require it. And the thing will be generated through what? The words of my mouth. In other words, I'm opening up the current. uh, Well, I'm opening up the wire, and God's power is able to move on my behalf because of my speaking. Now, real quickly, we'll come back there, but I want you to go to Romans 9 and 10 because something just came up in my heart here. Actually, Romans 10. Romans 10. And we'll say, uh, we'll start with verse 8, Romans 10, 8. But what does it say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. So the word is near you, but what are you doing with it? The word is in your heart. You believe. Oh, yeah, I believe in healing. It's not doing a bit of good for you. Yeah, but I believe it. I know. What do you have to do with that belief? You've got to do something. The primary thing that you do is speak it. And then you act on what God tells you to do also. In other words, obedience. He may say, well, heal people, get up. But, you know, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Heal people, get up. I mean, I'm a late nighter, so I don't always get up so early, all right? But uh, praise the Lord. So it's, it's near you. In other words, it's inside of you. Pull it out. Use it. Generate what you need by your words. That is the word of faith which we preach. So we're talking about faith. People get all caught up. Well, the word of faith movement. Oh, you guys are just off. No, no, we're on the word. <laughs> the word of faith. I mean, it's, it's in the scripture. Praise the Lord. We're just preaching the word and, and living the word. Okay, verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What does that word save mean? Same thing as redeemed, and saved from destruction. We've been saved from spiritual death. In other words, we're forgiven. First of all, we uh, receive forgiveness 
for not receive Jesus Christ as our Lord. So we come and receive him as Lord and Savior. And then after that, according to 1 John 1, 9, it says he's faithful and just to forgive us of all sins. So we need to confess whatever sin may come, not live there, you know, and meditate on sin, but just know that we're forgiven, uh, not greasy grace. So we don't have to be forgiven for anything. That, that's not scriptural. Uh, so that's the first thing. We're, we're redeemed from spiritual death. Number two, we're redeemed from sickness and disease. And number three, we are redeemed from poverty and lack. So that's what the word, it's an all-inclusive word that means saved. <laughs> what do you need? For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Well, what does salvation mean? Healing, wholeness, soundness of mind, okay? It, it, you know, really all these words work together. Redemption, salvation. Salvation uh, actually is, now uh, saved, verb, noun, anyway, one of those. But, you know, they're in the same word uh, group, okay? Verse 11, for the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Uh, so we need to, we need to, to start saying we're righteous, so seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So let's, let's get off the shame and just receive what he has given to us. And if we need mercy, take it. All right? For there is no distraction, distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him, or those who call what is rightfully theirs. All right? For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Whoever calls or requires what is theirs, it will work salvation in their life. It will work healing. It will work prosperity. It will work whatever you need. Of course, with prosperity in Hebrews uh, chapter 1, it talks about the, uh, aren't they not ministering spirits going forth ministering to the heirs of salvation? In other words, we commission our angels to go out. That's what the Lord told Dad Hagen, and I believe that bears out scripturally. Uh, so in prosperity, you need to tithe. Right? You need to give you a little lesson here. You need to tithe. Then you need to give offerings on top of that, right? Uh, and then commission your angels out to uh, bring in specifically what you need. But it's part of the salvation package in Romans. You need to meditate on Romans more often. Romans chapter 10. Just read that every now and then. But let's go to Hebrews 10.23. Write that down. Hebrews 10.23. In the King James Version, I'll read that. It says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Now, the profession means confession. Let us hold fast the confession, all right, of our faith without wavering. The word wavering means to uh, waver between two different opinions. And we just need to go with the word of God and stop wavering. Faith is a confidence or assurance that what God said he will do or provide. Uh, faith is a confidence or an assurance that what God said he will do. Amen. Our part is to do the believing. God's part is to do the doing. But according to Mark eleven twenty two and 23, and I, I want you to turn there real quick. We speak what we believe. Wow. And in Mark eleven twenty two, go there real quickly because I'm going to start reading it. But notice in Mark 22, it says, So Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. Uh, Pastor Debbie, I can't have the faith of God. Well, yes, you can. In Romans 12, it talks, We've all been given a measure of faith. Jesus had the spirit without measure. Right? 
But even Jesus needed to meditate on God's word as a man here on this earth, right? And as we meditate on the word of God, we hear, and then the measure uh, of of faith comes, rises, and we can believe. Amen. How many know that if you don't know somebody, you can't really trust them? What is trust? It's a confidence in that person that when you know their character, they'll do what they say. So we just need to have a trust. We need to have a confidence in the character of God that what his word says, which backs up his character, what his word says, he will perform. So we are to trust. We are to have a confidence. And that's that's what, uh, in a nutshell, faith is. It's a trust and a confidence. We, We make it hard. Have faith in God means to have the God kind of faith. In other words, I'm a child of God. I'm made in his image. Therefore, I have faith that lives inside of me. And it is the exact faith that my father God has. Well, Pastor Debbie, you can't have the God kind of faith. Well, yeah, I can. That's what the Bible said. Jesus answered me, have faith in God. He didn't say everybody else have faith except for you. No. I can have the God kind of faith. That's what it's saying in the Greek. Have the God kind of faith. And when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we have a measure of faith. What do you mean? How much is the measure? Whatever you hear. Whatever you hear, you can believe. Amen. Verse 23. Don't make it hard. Just whatever you hear, you can believe. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. In verse 24, therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, you will have them. There it goes. You're supposed to you're supposed to ask. Uh, Well, it doesn't specifically say what you're praying for. But again, that word ask means to ask, call for or require. And, and if it's already yours, you don't have to ask. Take the call for. Take the require. Amen. Praise the Lord. So anyway, you do have to believe that you receive. But Jesus was talking to Dad Hagen, our spiritual father. And he said to, to him, we have to teach it, teach the same three times more. Are you awake? We have to teach the saying three times more than the believing. Well, that bears out with the scriptures. It's constantly saying, you've got to say what you believe. You've got to say, well, I just believe it and I think that's good enough. Is it working for you? Because anybody that's walking around, well, I believe it. That's all that doesn't matter. It's going to fall on me like ripe cherries off a tree because I believe it. And God's, God's a good God. Yes, he's a good God, and I'm glad you know that. Hello. Yeah, I know he's a good God. I know he's a healing God. I know he's a prosperity God. But he expects me to generate. He expects me to open up the lines, the wire, and allow the power of God to flow to me through my words. When we stop saying it is when we're stop, we will stop having it. So if you stop and you pause and you say, well, why isn't it working? Now, I didn't say you didn't ask God, well, Lord, give me wisdom. Is there something on my part I need to change? But how many times we, we, we well, it's not working. It's not working. Well, it's just not working. Maybe this, this, and we try to go digging up stuff. And what we're doing is negating the power. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. And if God deals with it, okay, you know, you were disobedient here and it short-circuited the power. There are things that can short-circuit, you know, the power of God. What if lightning hits the line and it severs it? 
you short circuit that. When you're not walking in love, it severs the line where the power of God flows to your body. Walk in love. You know, don't have roast pastor after lunch. Well, (laughs) pastor said this. Pastor, I didn't like the way my uh, the leadership treated me. Well. Pray for them. Forgive them. Move on. But if you want the blessings of God in your life, you're just going to have to forgive and go on. And could it be possible that they weren't wrong and maybe you were? Oh. Uh, So at the end of verse 22, it says, believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. And the Greek word for will be done is ganamahi. Doesn't that bless you? Uh, Ganamahi, and that means in the Strong's to become, to come into existence, begin to be, uh, receive being, to come to pass, to happen. So if you hear people say it's coming to pass, they're speaking faith. What they're saying is what I've believed that I've received, my healing is coming to pass. I'm calling those things that be not as though they were. What be not in your life? We're not, we're not uh, denying natural realities. What be not? Healing be not. But healing be uh, inside of me because I'm saved. So I draw that healing out and I start speaking healing be. It's coming to pass. It's coming to pass. It's ganamahin. Amen. Now, we could take out the illustration of the mountain because Jesus was outside of Jerusalem and using that mountain as an, the mountains as illustration. And we could uh, read it this way. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have or whatever he will have, whatever he says. Notice the saying. Three times over the believing. I know this is going fast. That's why you need to get this. And now we have a uh, CD that's a little bit. Uh, I include the different healing scriptures and things like that, but it's called "Calling Your Healing." All right, uh, DVD actually is what I meant to say. We have the CD too, but the DVD "Calling Your Healing." So you can get that at the bookstore, and I really encourage you to to get that. It's it's really along these lines. Amen. You just get to look at me while I'm preaching. <laughs> Maybe you don't want to. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I had a nice vest on that day. And... Okay. Trying to wake some of you up. Uh, so speaking God's word day and night is a command, right? Yes. And we can do whatever we want to do the rest of the time. But, you know, day and night, we're supposed to speak his word. You know, yesterday, I, of course, I was preaching today, but I, I just knew, I just need to take time. I started speaking some things. You know, we're believing God for all the tax money to come in. It's coming in, right? It's all come to pass, right? Uh, we've got the, actually, I think you already took the check in, didn't you? Tomorrow you're taking it. It's all come to pass. We have everything in the church account. Personally, I was speaking over our personal finances, Jabberly Ministries. It's all come to pass. Lord, we give in these increments, or it's coming back to us in these increments. You know, if you're giving 50 cents, it's going to come back in cents. Right? If dollars, hundreds, thousands. Now, if you need several thousands of dollars, I would behoove you to be tithing and to be giving in larger increments. Yeah, but I need several thousands. Well, then... That 1,000 is not going to help you. <laughs> All right? Yeah. What? I'm just trying to help you. I'm trying to help change your mentality because if you, get all, if you give every, all your uh, seed money, if you eat it all, is what I'm trying to say, rather than sowing seed, it can't grow. 
the, a farmer can't grow corn if he doesn't plant seed. If he takes his crop and just gives it all away, I mean, eats it all is what I meant to say. If he eats all his crop, then it, and he doesn't have any seed for the next season, all right? So we need to learn to plant seed, right? So why speak the word? I'm glad you asked. Why is it so important to speak the word of God? And there's some things I wrote down here I'm going to read. Uh, it's, it's a command. It was a command for Joshua and the Israelites. Uh, then it's a command for us today as well. Jesus expected his disciples to go teach the principles of faith. And, and, and he taught his, all of them throughout his ministry how to act on their faith. How to minister to the sick. Remember, he taught. He preached. He healed. They were supposed to be watching him. They were supposed to be following his example. And in Luke 4, as Jesus' habit was, he went into the synagogue and he began to read as his habit. In other words, this was a message that Jesus constantly preached. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, 4.18.19. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, to recover of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Uh, that in case is redemption. That in case is salvation. That, that's what it means by being saved. Amen. Uh, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, which is prosperity, right? So Jesus expects us to take these teachings to a sick and dying world and to be examples of speaking and acting on God's word or the God kind of faith. Amen. All right. So uh, in Mark 16, we've read this many times, but this is what Jesus said. He's taking Luke 4 and he's saying, go and do this. Go into all the world. Mark 16, 15, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Uh, Mark 16, 15 through 18, go into all the world to preach the gospel. The gospel of saying what you believe. To every creature, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And they uh, will drink anything. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Why? Because they have faith and they're speaking what they believe and they're acting on what they believe. Laying hands on the sick is acting what you believe, right? But they're teaching people to start thanking God that the anointing is working in them. All right, we want to go to Genesis 1. Turn there, and I'll read something to you. God made man, Genesis 1:26. God made man and woman in his image, didn't he? Did you know that you're in the image and the similitude and the fashion of God? Uh, This means that that we resemble, we're representatives of our Father God. Uh, We're fashioned or we're made in His shape. We have His mannerisms. Wow! I'm like my Father God. I'm a child of Him. Did you know that everything that you have the very DNA of God? And spiritually speaking, we have His faith. We have the God kind of faith. And we're supposed to take that faith. And we're supposed to take that faith. uh, Or are we supposed to just let everybody else use faith for us? No. 
We are supposed to do something with it. Now, if we're weak in faith, if we need some help, uh, we can ask for help. We can ask for prayer of agreement. Understand, we can, if there's a minister uh, that we want to have laid hands on the sick or just have a friend agree together in, in prayer with us, right? Praise the Lord. Are you in Genesis 126? Then God said, let us make man in our own image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. Oh, you couldn't be like God. Uh, that's what my Bible says. Genesis 1. I didn't have to go to the back of the book. I wasn't trying to hunt for it. It's just right up front. I'm in his image. I'm in his likeness. I have his dominion. That means I have authority. And in the age of grace, through Christ as our Lord and Savior, through the shed blood of Jesus, we have authority or dominion. Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth, over all the creeps. All right? Uh, Tell your neighbor, over all the creeps. Uh, Tell him, I hope you're not a creep. Verse 27, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created him. Uh, Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. In other words, move things, bring forth things. Did you know that when you plant a seed, it's got to move? It's, you know, that seed was dead, but then life uh, works in that seed. And it's a mixture of of sunlight and water and, and, and all kind of stuff going on, nutrients. And that, that seed comes to life. Well, that's what happened to us. We came to life when Jesus came to live inside of us. And if we access that and we start praising the Lord, it's like putting sunshine on a plant. It's like watering a plant and it will grow. And as we use our faith, it will grow. Did you know that if uh, you need some opposition in your life for your faith to grow? Did you know you need some people that don't walk in love, uh, talking things to you so that you can walk in love so that you can use your love and it will grow just like muscles? They grow as you use them. (laughs) Actually, I need to work out a little more. So image means resemblance. A representative figure. Likeness means model, shape, fashion, likeness, manner, similitude. Dominion means to tread upon, to tread down, subjugate. I like that word. Prevail against. Reign. How many know that we rule and reign in Christ Jesus? So we don't have to beg. No, we're coming to healing class to learn about what we already have. And we should be flying high when we leave here. I'm talking about, you know, spiritually speaking, we should be, I mean, I don't expect to see people flying out of the room. I'm talking about spiritually speaking, we are in heavenly places. Okay. We need, but it needs to be a mentality of I'm in Christ and I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All right. So we're supposed to represent God and his son, Jesus, in how we walk, how we talk. And, and how we operate in the scriptures. Therefore, we are to walk, talk, and operate like them through living the word and operating through the Holy Spirit on the earth today. God told his man and woman to have dominion. He commanded them yeah. to be fruitful yeah. and to multiply. It was a command. Yeah. It was not an option. Right. I, I think if we understand that, that would help us. We have dominion over sickness and disease. Yes. Amen. Amen. 
We're supposed to be using that dominion by speaking God's word day and night. Speak to your body. Yeah. Tell it it's healed by Amen. Jesus' stripes. Amen. Speak to the thoughts of doubt and unbelief and all that the devil uh, says to you and tell him to shut up. Amen. Receive your healing by faith and proclaim it. Amen. And you will be generating it. It will come to pass. Amen. Hebrews 3, I want you to write this down. Hebrews 3, verse 1. Therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession. In other words, consider what God's like and follow suit. Yeah. Consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession. Uh, it says we hold that actually in verse six, we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of hope firm till the end. Hope means an expectancy. It doesn't mean a desire like in the world. It means a godly expectancy. In other words, we believe we receive. Now we are saying it will come to pass and we're looking for it. Amen. All right. Uh, if we Hebrews three, actually Hebrews four, verse 14, you can write that down, says, Hebrews 4, 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession. In other words, because that's who, what he represents, let us hold fast yes. to our confession. Amen. Remember, we're in his image, we're in his likeness, we are in the likeness of the Godhead, and therefore we talk with the God kind of faith, just like the Father God and Jesus. I want you to turn to Romans 4 and verse 16. Romans 4. Is this all right? Yes. I know it's kind of, I, I was meditating, meditating over some of these things. To hit, hit the things that I believe I, I need to specifically get to you today. But Romans 4 verse 16. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. So Abraham was a father of our faith. He was an example. Notice that faith started in Genesis. Faith was before the law. Faith was during the law. Yeah. Faith was after the law. Yeah. Everybody lives by faith. And, and Abraham lived by faith even before the law. And it was accounted to him for what? Righteousness. Righteousness. God was pleased by his faith that he just simply accepted or he, had, he trusted God. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. God who gives life to, to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. And it says that this was what Abraham was the father of. This is what Abraham uh, was to teach and to preach. This was what Jesus came to teach and to preach. Say to this mountain, and it will move. Believe that you receive, but then say it, say it, say it. All right? In verse 19, it says, Abraham, not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body. We're not supposed to look at our symptoms. We, it doesn't say he didn't, it didn't say he denied them. He just didn't look at them. He didn't allow them to dictate to him. 
already being dead, in other words, he couldn't have children, since he was about 100 years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. So what does our faith do to receive strength? It starts saying something. If you're weak in faith, start saying what you believe. Don't start saying what the world says. Well, it's flu season. Well, I'm dealing with all these symptoms. I, I'm not saying that, you know, when you go to the doctor and he asks what's wrong with you, nothing's wrong. Come on. Well, then what are you at the doctor for, dummy? All right, don't go to the, you know, if somebody was put in jail and, and they come back there and say, okay, what did you do wrong? I did nothing wrong. Nothing. Yeah. That's, you're denying the fact yeah, yeah. that you missed it. Yeah. All right? If you have symptoms in your body, I'm not say, indicating that you missed it. Because how many know that, that the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy? Yes. So he'll come and he'll put symptoms on yes. you. All right? But don't take them. Right. Don't take them. It doesn't mean that, you know, so you're in the doctor. Well, doc, I'm dealing with these symptoms. And he gives you medication. You go on your merry way. But don't go home, well, I'm feeling sick. Then go to work, well, I'm really having some symptoms. And they say, well, praise the Lord, I'm healed. Uh, What's wrong with that picture? Speak what you believe in God's word. Don't speak the natural realities. All right? You're not denying them. You're just not meditating on them. Does that make sense? People come, yeah, but people ask how I'm doing. Speak your faith. I'm doing good, thank you. Now, that's a lot. No, I knew in my heart that I'm doing just great, according to the Word of God. And they may say, well, are you dealing with symptoms? And just tell them, I don't want to talk about it. That's true. In other words, mind your own nosy business, all right? No, you can't tell everybody that, I understand. But these, you know, I'm talking about y'all. Yeah, people, they just want to, they just want to meditate on, on flu season, all right? No, I, I'm, let me fill your head, Aunt. No, you got a fever. Well, it, you may have to sit down and share some scriptures with them to say, hey, you want to read something? Oh, you believe in that stuff. Okay. Well, then just go your nosy way. All right? Move right along. Some of you don't know how to take me, but you allow people to dictate what you say, what you meditate on. Sometimes after the fifth time, you finally have to just tell them, look, I don't want to talk about it. Read my lips. If you want to hear anything from me, just know I'm healed. What do you mean you're healed? You got symptoms. Well, let me read some scriptures to you, and I can share some things. I don't want to hear that. Okay, then. Bye. All right? So Abraham was to be the example of the God kind of faith for the people of God. Abraham was also made in the image and likeness of the Father God, and he was made the father of many nations to be an example, similitude, replica of God, of his calling faith. God calls quickening life to those who are dead in sin and plagued with sickness. He calls those things which do not exist as though they did. Amen. So real quickly, real quickly, Genesis 1, Genesis 1, verse 1. Real quickly, I'm going to start reading. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. The darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. This is the example from Genesis 1 
One, two, he said. He called things into existence. And that is what we are to be an example of. Verse three, God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. Now, notice here uh, in verse three, God said, let there be light. It says, God said, let there be light. Said means to call, charge, command, declare, demand, name, or require. And be, the word be in the Hebrew, word uh, means to exist, to come to pass, come about, come into a being, become. It's, that, it's the same meaning as that Greek word, genomahi. Yeah. And genomahi means to generate, cause to come to pass, finish, perform, make. All right? Same word. So God charged a thing, and then it came to pass. So what are we saying? It will come to pass. That was the example. In other words, the pattern here is that God spoke or commanded the creation to exist or come to pass before he saw it. Well, I can't call my body healed. It doesn't look healed. It doesn't feel healed. God called it before. Say before. Before. Before he saw it. And it came to pass. So when we say it will come to pass, we're speaking our faith of what we believe the word of God is working in our life. We believe that we receive. We're saying it. We're calling it. We're praising God. We're thinking just like Abraham. Thank God. In Jesus' name, it will come to pass. See, that's why people have to be in a church. That's why we, we can minister healing to people, but they will lose it if they don't know how to keep it. All right? So this is God's principle of faith that he created and made all creation and mankind by. He called or named what he brought forth through the power of his word. When we say what we believe, uh, it will come to pass. We are moving the power of God to work in our situation. Amen? So call those things that be not as though they were. Get in line with God's Word. Amen? If you would like more information about Pastor Debbie Eberly's ministry, please visit us on the web at soffc.org or call us at 319-366-2147 or you can write to us at Spirit of Faith Family Church Post Office Box 8355, Cedar Rapids, Iowa, 52408. And remember, God loves you, and you're equipped to live victoriously in every area of life.